Welcome to the Online for Authors podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Palmer. This episode is an Author Express. An Author Express is designed to give you a quick overview of the author, their book, their author journey, sharing their successes, challenges, and tips for other authors. Originally recorded on March 23rd, 2023, our guest is an Australian storyteller with 19 published books in a variety of genres, including fiction and nonfiction. Five of his books and over 40 short stories have won awards. He's retired five times so far from five different occupations, but is still going strong as a professional grandfather. Welcome, Dr. Bob Rich. Good morning, or afternoon as the case may be. Australia, yeah, what is it for you, morning or afternoon? 7.45 a.m. Dear God. (laughs) Did I get you up early? Yes, but that's all right. I once had a 2 a.m. interview. Oh, my goodness, you're so accommodating. (laughs) It is 1.45-ish in the afternoon here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and there's tons of snow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're having... Well, officially, first day of autumn. You're an author? Yes, I've got 19 published books. I'm I'm trying to publicize four of them. One is nonfiction, From from Depression to Contentment, a self-therapy guide, which is therapy in your pocket. So it's a really effective working program that has pulled people out of despair up to normal, which is the walking wounded, and then above it, to full contentment on the on the way to enlightenment, if you like. The tools are there. It's up to people to apply them. The other three are novels. One is actually my autobiography, but I fictionalized it for two reasons. One is to protect the guilty. Oh. <laughs> I don't want to be sued. Oh, okay. And, and the second is there's a wonderful psychological technique you're, you write a story. The original technique is a film script, but I'm a fiction, I'm an author, not a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a plot, but you have a character who has your physical appearance, your exact history. Anything that's happened to this person is from your life. But this person in the story has handled all the choices the way you wish you had. Versus how you did. Yeah. So it is your role model. And then, of course, you step into the story and you act this character. That's why this is from acceptance and commitment therapy, which is uh, Mm -hmm. abbreviated into act. And then you try and act as if you were that person. So it's a therapeutic technique. And so that's wow. what that book, that book is doing for me. Wonderful. And that's 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 uh, ascending spiral because it includes my past life recalls. And you know, life after life, event after an event, you go up and down. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should do it mirror image. Go up <laughs> and down. You also go up on the average. Se- second book is Hit and Run, and basically, without preaching, it shows the power of unconditional love. Which is not a religious concept. It's in all the great religions. I mean, everybody knows it's in Christianity, but it's in Islam quite explicitly, uh, in Buddhism, 
in Judaism. It's, a, it's in the Old Testament. And also, Emmanuel Kant showed it in a non-religious way. Uh, but there is a 14-year-old boy who drives over seven little kids and the crossing guard, killing them, and narrowly misses, narrowly misses an old woman, Sylvia. And Sylvia then takes him in hand and he, he becomes the kind of boy you wouldn't mind having date your daughter. Oh, wow. Okay. By the, by the time he goes to jail. <laughs> oh. So it's, a, it's, it's actually, a, well, the whole book is uh, Sylvia's uh, diary or journal for the nine months of their contact. And then the, the third book, it's historical fiction, starts in 1850, when I was young. <laughs> and... Uh, Your third, second, first carnation? Third. <laughs> oh, no, I've been all around. I've been 1,500 years in the future. That's another book. <laughs> wow. Definitely some very intriguing titles and storylines there. Yeah. They can go to my blog and read the first chapter of each. Oh, wonderful. But, but the most important thing about me is... <laughs> yeah, that one, professional grandfather. There you go. Yeah. Wonderful. So basically, my job specification is to do everything I can to save a tomorrow for today's youngsters yeah. and a tomorrow worth surviving in, which is the most important part. What's the point of survival? in a world that's ruled by hate, greed, suffering. Yeah. So, and if we can create a world in which people do their best to live in harmony, cooperation, decency, then automatically that's also the kind of world that is a chance of survival. It is a better alternative. Yeah, even if it isn't, it's still a better alternative. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the end goal for you would be the like, let's say your legacy, what whatever it is that you're taking from this world with you when you go and leaving here while you're not here. What, what is that goal? You know, you've almost quoted from the introductory chapter of Ascending Spiral. Oh, my. And I haven't read it. All, well, there you go. Shows I'd that like we're in tune. Only two things matter in life, what you take with you when you die and what you leave behind in the hearts of others. That's Everything else is monopoly money. I agree. You know, it's funny. I woke up this morning and it was like, this is just, what is it all about? A lot of this, when I'm not here anymore, a lot of these, what I'm doing now will not exist anymore. Nobody else is going to maintain it or create it. So what am I creating that will stay when I don't, and what am I taking with me? Hmm. Yes, well, <clears throat> the thing is, for the uh, past 50 years, I've been thinking about trivial questions like, what's the meaning of life? How why trivial? Are we on the... That's not trivial. <laughs> <laughs> why, are, what, why are we on this planet? And through ups and downs, and I'm a scientist by training, so looking at the evidence, the purpose of life is spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. If you want an analogy, the universe is a person. 
That person one needs person. Yeah. one person. One person. That person needs brain cells. Mm. Those brain cells are sentient beings who have progressed to the point where they don't need association with the physical body anymore. They don't need to reincarnate anymore. And that's the enlightened spirits. So every human being, in fact, every sentient being on this planet, including octopuses and elephants and possibly trees and, you know, beetles. But <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. don't know how far it spreads, but certainly every human being is an apprentice Jesus or apprentice Buddha. So our job is to do the best we can to progress on the spiritual plane. Are a lot of your writings are in this vein? Not explicitly. Mm -hmm. Look, everybody has a set of values. Mm -hmm. And that set of values... Not everybody uh, knows what their values are. Oh, no, no, no. But or like it, innately, but awareness, subconscious, conscious, not everybody knows. No, but it, it, it uh, colors everything they do. You can't write a shopping list without revealing your values. Right. Hmm. So right. when I write an entertaining novel, and it better be entertaining or it's not, not, not worth anything. Well, there's a value right there. <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. Then my values are in there. Yeah. It colors it. So what my characters do and say will show how I want the world to be. Uh. In nonfiction, it's, it's more explicit, but even then, if I write an, a, a self-help book on depression or my current work that I'm working on grief, it's about that. It's no good putting preaching in there about, you know, you should do this or you should do that. No, we focus on working on depression, but my values come through anyway. They cannot not come through. Right. I have a, an online friend. Okay. Uh, Mary, Le Mary Lavender, and once a year she uh, contacts a whole heap of other authors uh, with a question. And the 2023 question is, uh, what are five tips for uh, writers intending to write in your genre? No, I don't have a genre. <laughs> <laughs> so... I've written her five tips anyway, and the first one is life is too serious. Life, no, life is too short for the seriousness it deserves. Yes, I've I've read that quote in your emails. Yes, <laughs> and uh, so, uh, so I want to be entertaining. I want to make people laugh. Not that I have to try very hard. I actually have no sense of humor. I'm a grumpy old man. It's just that other, other people have a sense of humor and they laugh at me. I see that perspective. <laughs> yeah. But one of my rules, which saves me a lot of angst, is I can ask anybody anything as long as I can accept a no. Right? Yes. Yes. I've got an anthology. I want to enter in a contest. Nice. And I finished it. And I sent out a request for beta readers, 
and usually you get two or three, maybe half a dozen. Right. I got 42 people wanting to read my book. And did you take them all up on it? Of course. Nice. Yeah. And okay. I've so far got uh, 10 back. Oh, okay. With very, and in, in response, I've done a very thorough rewrite. Uh, after eight, I did a very thorough rewrite. And then I, the remainder ones I sent out, you know, absolutely no obligation. I can ask anybody anything as long as except the no. But if you haven't read the first version yet, would you like to read the second version instead? Mm. And I've got 20 odd people. So two-thirds of those still left who said, yes, send me the new one. Wonderful. And this illustrates the theme of the book, which is that real human nature is generous, kind, decent, empathetic. Absolutely. The, the greed and aggression are an overlay, which we well, have to funny. strip off. Yeah, there's some pain there. Yeah. You put a lot of time and effort into writing. So how are you finding your experience with websites and social media accounts and, and that sort of thing. How are you finding that experience? Well, I have a, a, a slight problem in that uh, uh, Facebook, mm -hmm. their, their bot decided that my blog uh, has violated community standards. It never has, but uh, I cannot post links to my blog on Facebook. Well, what, what, what I've done, I've got a number of uh, friends, and when I want to publicize a particular blog post, yeah. then I share it with that friend or that friend publishes it. Okay. And but then I can publicize their link. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, it's a nuisance. But Facebook, what about the other platforms? But basically, my Twitter posts are automatic posts from WordPress. When I, uh, uh, when I post something, a, a Twitter message goes out automatically. Thank you for getting up early for me. Well, thank you for having me here. Bob Rich can be found on Goodreads and Amazon, but also check the show notes for the link to his website and where he can be found on social channels. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and share. And we always love reviews. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you, Visibility Pod, for all your services and management of our podcast. This episode is sponsored by Visibility Podcasts. Connect with Visibility Pod about visibility strategy coaching, podcast tours, podcast production, platform building, content creation, and distribution. Your online presence matters. Mention this author interview to receive a discount. Get the help you need today. Email visibilitypodcasts at gmail.com. That's V-I-S-I-B-I-L-I-T-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-S -S at gmail.com.